right, let's dance, Barry Wolf. How you doing? I gave it away who my guest is today. Hey, I'm Dan Lukowitz. I'm your host of this great show at Net New Radio Media NRM. Dan on top, that's me. But I've got an even cooler guy, special guest, all the way on the other side of the country. My main man, Mr. Barry Wolf, head of the Wolf Pack and senior managing director at Marcus and Millichap. Barry, how you doing? Doing wonderful. Hope you are, Dan. Great. Uh, thanks very much for having me. Excited. It was a repeat. We, we've done this before. Yeah, we'll have a three-peat soon, like Chicago Bulls style. I know you're a basketball guy. Uh, actually, you're a North Carolina guy, aren't you? Uh, no, University of Georgia. So not Ooh. so great with the basketball. Okay, so hey, next guest, please. Uh, Barry's going to – we'll put him in the okay. waiting room. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Barry, you're an awesome guy. I love that – Barry Wolf is one of those cool guys that you can, like, talk anything with him, right? You're reading his post on LinkedIn, and all of a sudden you you you, you hear him talking about, like – I remember that post you had. I remember all your posts, by the way. I'm such a fanboy of Barry Wolf. But I remember that post where you talk about – you had a coach that said that there's two six o'clocks, I believe – Meaning, right. if you can't get stuff done at 6 p.m. because you're working, get it done at 6 a.m., whether it's free throws, whether it's lifting weights, or whether it's cold calls or sending out proposals. And, Barry, I love your work ethic. I love Never your really. content. Thank you for coming on the show again. No, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited. Yeah. So for any of our viewers who – I'd say there's maybe two viewers that don't know who Barry Wolf is, but for anybody that's watching the show that doesn't know who Barry Wolf is, and for anybody out there that wants to know Barry Wolf, I want you to tell them, Barry – who is Barry Wolf? Yeah, I mean, follow me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm just this guy selling selling real estate deals. Uh, so now, I mean, I've been in commercial real estate for 25 years, give or take now, and uh, married. I got two kids. Nice. Um, Mazel tov. Congratulations. So, no, I appreciate it. So in college. So now excited. And, you know, we just, from a business standpoint, we just sell a crap load of real estate. And it's exciting. I mean, the market's zooming like you're seeing and um yeah fortunately we've seen a really wonderful recovery from this time a year ago and you know things are certainly a heck of a lot better and happier this time you know now than they were a year ago yeah and you know i guess that's one of our points of dissension we have a bunch barry and i disagree on a lot of stuff and we agree on a lot of stuff and that's the beauty of commercial real estate brokerage and social media i think this is the most incredible time to be a broker ever i see a lot of gold that's gone on in the past couple you know year and a half and and a lot that's moving on forward a lot of opportunity let's talk specifically about one type of commercial real estate i don't know that a lot of people know this about you and that's one of the other things i love about you barry is that every time i talk to you i learn something new you know i always saw you as the qsr guy and then i found out you sold a lot of shopping centers like me and then i knew you as the shopping center the linkedin guy and and the qsr guy and then i find out that you also have an affinity or a passion for cannabis real estate just like me i feel like we're brothers or something but we're, I don't think we are. We're friends. But I want to talk about that specific segment yeah. of commercial real estate. Talk to us, Barry, about what's going on in the cannabis industry as it pertains to commercial real estate. I think just like anything else right now, the market is really strong. And what's interesting is we've seen cap rates compressing on Taco Bells and QSR deals and drugstores. It's really had a very positive effect. You know, the old adage, all ships rise with the tide. Yes. On the cannabis sector. Uh, we've got... Numbers All ships get higher with the toke is what you would say, right? I There you go. I guess so. <laughs> that is a good way to put it. So, no, I mean, we, we're selling a number of cannabis dispensary deals. Uh, we've got one closing next week. I've got literally offers sitting on my desk for nice. a cannabis dispensary we're trying to put under contract. So we've had a lot of success. It's a, it's a sector that's just been a lot of interest to me. And what's mm-hmm. interesting is I think it's kind of misunderstood. It's, it is. Uh, it's got this perception from – Back in the 50s and 60s, it's before our day. Uh, but I really believe if cannabis, if and I'm not honestly, I, I'm not a user, but I am a very big not believer yet. in it. 
<laughs> I, I, I do want to go get my card, actually. We're, we're just it. medicinal here in Florida. Uh, but no, I was, was going to say is if cannabis was discovered today by Pfizer, by Merck, whoever, oh, God whatever forbid. drug company it was, it'd be it'd be the wonder drug because it really has some amazing medicinal yes. purposes and really true help, you know, true purposes from a health standpoint. And yes, it's also got this side, this recreational, but I, 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 I drink beer. I mean, I have glass mm -hmm. of wine. Mm -hmm. We all, part you know, most of us partake in that, at least occasionally. So yes, it's got that. And I know people that do that and really enjoy it and have less of a side effect than from alcohol. So it's really just an amazing, I guess, drug would be the way to put it. Uh, but it's got so many phenomenal uses. And yeah. seeing more people are coming around to realize that and see the benefits of actually the real estate that is leased to these companies because they sell a crap load of weed and they make a ton of money. That's right. You're absolutely right. And Barry, interesting thing. I want to talk about a few things that I agree with and I disagree with because I love doing this with you. So, first of all, I wouldn't call marijuana a drug. I'd call it a plant, right? Uh, second of all, I would say that the cannabis industry is a very interesting industry. I have a lot of experience in that industry, um, not necessarily as a user, but definitely as an investor and a broker. And, you know, back in the day, I used to just flip a lot of houses and I can't tell you how many properties I bought from former grow operators and and, and the okay. keys where you'd see the lights you know little little things going down the studs in the, in yeah. the ceiling or it'd be a house that was a nice house but the foundation was totally destroyed and then as soon as you walk in there you're like yeah i know why because they don't care because there's a veg room over here and a grow room over there and a provisioning room over there and now what's going on barry with especially here in michigan because we're we are light years beyond florida in a lot of different regards definitely not in in immigration uh to our to our state but definitely in, in terms of cannabis i mean we've had a recreational program here i believe since 2008-ish, so you're talking, okay. what, you know, 14 years approximately, we are legal recreationally, and Michigan was in the right. top several states for the number of card-carrying cannabis consumers, right? And that makes us a market that has, it's ripe, right? It's green with opportunity, if you will. So what's interesting, Barry, in my perspective, and I'd love to hear your opinion, is that there's been a huge movement over here, especially in Michigan and in many other states, uh, I believe that the governments and the cities and, and all the locales, they want to get the cannabis out of the residential basements and into the industrial warehouses, right? Previously, 72 plants, which is a lot of plants, right? 72 plants under the Caregivers Act here in Michigan in, that started in 2008. Caregiver can have 12 plants for himself and I guess what is five other people. If my math is correct, I'm a broker, so all I need to know how to do is divide cap rate and NOI and all that good stuff. But that's not a lot of plants compared to the 1,500 plants that are allowed for a Class C license. And mind you, Class C licenses are stackable. So you could have three licenses, that's 4,500 plants. So I'm seeing a huge movement in the real estate, residential and commercial markets that are uh, tied to cannabis cultivation and, and commercial real estate tied to cannabis cultivation, provisioning, etc. I'm seeing a big shift because of that change in statute. What are you seeing, Barry? I just, I'm, we're continuing to see it grow. I mean, I, it's funny. I mean, I, Illinois now, I saw several articles. Mm -hmm. Cannabis sales now exceed liquor sales in the state of Illinois. And that's just staggering. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Florida is a booming market. It is still medicinal. That will change in the next probably few years, probably two to four years away. Uh, but Florida is a booming market when it comes to cannabis sales. I, just, I mean, obviously, we're seeing you know New York has gone recreational. They're just mm -hmm. starting to roll out locations here in the coming year. I think we're just—it's becoming more and more acceptable. I mean, for across the country, it started out in Colorado, and that continues to grow. I mean, more and more states going medicinal. Georgia's just dabbling their feet, their toe in the water, and the next step is obviously recreational, and beyond that is maybe federal legalization. So, 
we're still I think we're in the very early innings of all of this in yeah. reality. Just green shoots, if you will. So, you know, I, I think that <laughs> that it's interesting, Barry, and, and with the pandemic, that really pushed a lot of industries. I know you and I talk about this all the time, pushed a lot of industries further, you know, whether it's e-commerce or buy online, pick up in store, omni-channel fulfillment, yeah. drive-throughs for all different types of retail, right? But if you look at cannabis, I mean, who would have thought, right? Take away people's jobs and lock them up in their house and people smoke more weed. I mean, who would have thought, right? But the, the consumption of cannabis is continuing to climb. It's unbelievable. I'm curious what you're seeing in Florida in terms of how the commercial market, the commercial property market, and commercial brokerage world is embracing, you know, everything that's going on with these large, like let's say Trulief or or uh, you know uh, some of the other large uh, you know um, companies that have multiple locations. How are they yeah. approaching the current situation, Barry? I think it's still I think it's still very much under the radar. Uh, I think most owners, most developers. I think they maybe know it exists, but they're really not touching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the challenges is and something we come across all the time. I mean, if you've got debt on your property, whether it's a conduit loan or a Fed, you know, FDIC insured bank, mm-hmm. it can be very challenging to go lease, whether it's a multi-tenant center or single tenant to a cannabis operator, to a dispensary. So you've got that element yeah. of it as well. But I'd say you know, your large scale developers, whether that's in Florida or nationally, I don't think they're really touching upon it yet. I think it's, it's totally off their radar screen. Uh, it's a, it's smaller, more regional or localized developers that are really seeing it and understand the opportunity there that are out there looking to, to grow these brands and add locations. But I, I think, again, I think we're in the first inning of this, the growth of the cannabis sector in reality. It's very early. Yeah, it totally is. Green shoots, just the beginning, like I said. If you're talking about growing, there's a lot of growth in this industry. And if you're going to be growing, cultivating, dispensing, whatever, you want to be under the radar, which is why I think that there's this movement, this this, uh, exodus, if you will, outside of from the residential grows in neighborhoods, right? Maybe they were too close to churches, too close to schools, too close to children. Now they're going into these green zoned areas. And, And Barry, you bring up a really good point about financing for cannabis properties. Now, what I've seen is two trends. Number one is that because a lot of federal, or I'd maybe even say all federal institutions that are FDIC insured are not going to be interested in taking that potential liability on something that's still federally legal by lending or banking with these these types of tenants, right, uh, or these types of, of operations, uh, there's been an increase in these cannabis credit unions, right, or, or different conglomerates that can lend. That's number one. Um, number two is boggling my mind. Probably it's, it's, I've lost it because I'm stoned. I'm just kidding. I'm not. But uh, number two is that this movement into the commercial space, I think, has really created a unique opportunity. And at Encore, not unlike Barry Wolf, we sell actually, by the way, I think Dino Bisloridis was the first. He, he sold uh, cannabis real estate before you. So just letting you know, okay. I, 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 and I love yeah. him and I love you. But Encore is a great brokerage. Encore sells a lot of cannabis deals. So does Barry Wolf. We love Barry. We work together. Barry's an awesome guy. Uh, what I've noticed inside of Encore, and, and I'll just spill some mm-hmm. secrets here, is that we're selling a yeah. lot of deals that aren't just the building, right? They're not just the traditional sale leaseback of the building and the operation and all that good stuff. We're actually having deals that are. Home Depot out parcels, right? That have a building, a business, a license, and the ground, and they're in the specific areas, the green zones, if you will, and the entire operation with everything wrapped up in it is sold in one big fat, you know, spliff, and then that's given out to the market, and people are buying it. So that alleviates a lot of the transactional grow- issues. They're not growing it on site, I assume, correct? So a There's lot of the these product. are pr- they're provisioning centers, but but let's just yeah. say that they were growing it on, on site, Barry. Why would that be a problem? I'm curious why you focused on that. 
Well, I'm just saying the, the typical size, I mean, the size of the buildings were selling, you know, five, seven, 10,000 square feet. They're not large enough to, oh to be growth gosh. facilities. So that's what, so that's cool, and I love that. And that's one of the things I love about the scalability of commercial real estate brokerage. So we're talking sometimes in Detroit. I've looked at a lot of deals that are like mm-hmm. green zoned areas, and they have three fifty five thousand square foot buildings that are all connected. And the cool thing is, there's a hut okay. or a courtyard in the middle. And and the law is is that as long as it's enclosed, you can grow there. So you got a fourth area to grow. With, it's unbelievable, right? And then the cool yeah. thing is, you grow in these industrial rigs, these industrial setups, and these plants are like. I mean, it's insane. They're like 12, 15 feet tall. And instead of the yields of one pound per plant, right, per certain amount of light and all that good stuff, you, you can get way more out of it. And you can have 4,500 plants. So these operations are green with opportunity and rich yeah. with money. It's really cool. So I love it. I'm excited. Have you seen any deals like that, Barry? I've not, honestly, I've not. I've seen, I mean, I, a little bit maybe as far as the growth facilities. I just, yeah, we really haven't seen that in Florida yet. Uh, and we've sold. I've got a couple of deals in Illinois right now that, again, are the traditional smaller dispens- you know, three to 5,000-foot dispensaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now that's more what I've been saying. So I have not done any grow facilities yet. What about development area. deals? What about, uh, let's say, maybe even the sale leaseback? I want to talk about sale leasebacks, yeah. and I also want to talk about development deals because you've got a lot of these companies that are building more operations because, as, as we are right. hinting at, they're so incredibly profitable, right? Uh, arguably right. more profitable than any other type of retail per square foot, right? Um, so, so your rent to sales, if you will, you know, we can have a very high. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So, what are you? It seeing? doesn't even. Doesn't yeah, even. Yeah, I just matter. say that's almost. Yeah, it doesn't even matter exactly. I mean, I've seen some deals, the eighty dollar a foot rent. I mean, the rent to sales ratios, and they don't report, but in reality, particularly when they go recreational, <laughs> yeah. it's through the roof. I mean, whatever it is, both, you multiply it by ten yeah. because it's cash business. I mean, you're talking, you're talking Apple Store type sales. You really on a sales yeah. per foot basis. You really, if not, if not greater in reality. By the way, that'd be cool if you could go to the mall. You could go to the Tesla store next door, go to the Apple store, and then go to like the True Leaf right next door. That'd be sweet. Well, well, Tesla's pulling out of the malls. I mean, they, they reported, they, they announced that yesterday. Are they're you getting, serious? out of the mall. Yeah, they're oh getting out gosh. of the malls. Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to say it, but time to sell Bitcoin. No, I'm just kidding. That's very interesting. Yeah. Why are they getting out of the malls? That, that, that well, model hasn't worked friend, for them? Yeah, our friend Lauren Thomas has reported that on CNBC. I think they're just no seeing, way. honestly, and I see this. When you go to when I go to the mall, I'm not a shopper, so typically the mall I go to does have a Tesla source if I'm having to go with my kids. I go to Tesla. I just start, you know, I'm just wasting time. And I think I, that's what I see whenever I'm in there. It's just more people <laughs> like me just killing time. They're not buying the car. Yeah. I think it's actually a good move by Tesla. Go, go so? to where the sh- people who really want to so, buy the car are. I'm going to disagree with you on that, Barry, because first of all, you heard it here first on Dan on Top Show with Barry Wolf. Barry Wolf said that it's just been reported that Tesla's pulling out of the malls. And Barry, I want to take your example and tell you why you are 100% wrong okay and i know you love me and you're not gonna take offense to this so when barry wolf right broker extraordinaire goes into a mall where does he go he goes into probably the apple store but he also because barry's super savvy with technology he also goes into the tesla store to kill time well while you're killing time guess what tesla is doing they are putting all of that advertising through your eyes through your hands into your brain into your psyche and guess what you're coming on the show and you're talking about it to Tens or hundreds of thousands of people. So I would say Tesla is doing it right. And Tesla maybe is making a mistake. I don't know. I'll tell you why they went in the malls in the first place. And that is because in many states, probably most states in the country, the dealership 
associations would not allow Tesla to sell products in a dealership. So at Somerset Mall, right, right next to the Apple Store, maybe soon to be right next to the, the, the Truly for Leafly or whatever dispensary, right? That'll never happen in Somerset, but 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 at other malls it might. So right there, guess what happens? People go in, they see the cars, and then in the parking lot, in the parking structure, they have the charging stations, and you can test drive right there. So Tesla is an innovative com- innovative company, right? Uh, Tesla oh, yeah. is is an incredible company, and uh, full disclosure, I am a shareholder. Uh, so anyway, I love the company, and and what they're doing is innovative because they are. Nine times more valuable than all of the car companies. It's unbelievable. They have so much market share. And, and, and you know what? The funny thing is, my brother says this all the time. I know you love t- Tesla, Danny. I know people love it and all the hoopla. They are not a profitable company were it not to be for their carbon credits. They literally are able to sell the fact that they don't put out emissions and trade that with other people because there's a whole market, probably brokerage market. Barry, you and I should talk offline about it, of trading carbon credits. Such a fascinating business world, isn't it? But at the same time, I mean, Amazon wasn't profitable for many, many years either, if not for AWS, Amazon Web Services. Exactly. So that's where exactly. I, yes, I don't actually mind that. I mean, Tesla is, is obviously is incredibly innovative. And where I wouldn't actually argue with you on the mall side, I've been in a Tesla store in the mall umpteen times. I, I could eventually be a Tesla buyer. I mean, yeah, so you could I mean, be. That, someone who goes in there could absolutely, they're maybe they're not shopping that day, but you, you go in there and every time you go, you have a positive experience with Tesla. And Sometime eventually, you know what? Let me go buy a Tesla or at least exactly. shop a Tesla. So, and and Barry Wolf might buy a Tesla. You'd have to, I don't know if you'd keep the Ferrari with the, you know, triple net pro uh, license plate we talked about, but it would definitely be cool. We could race. Anyway, Barry, yeah. I can't believe how fast the time has flown by. I love having you on the show. I love interacting with you. Yeah, likewise. Such a beacon of value and, and just a great guy. Barry Wolf, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Dan. Be well. Hey. I'm Dan Lukowitz. This has been another great episode of Dan on Top. Thank you again, Barry Wolf. Thank you for watching. Go to our website, www.danontop.com. Shoot me a DM. Check out our listings. Buy things. Have fun. Add value. And tune in to catch us next time.